What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's first full episode of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. We're back. I know we didn't upload technically. I mean, this will be um, two days ago. I didn't know we didn't upload Tuesday. Didn't want to throw out bullshit content. It is currently Wednesday, November 8th. We are here with our week 10 fantasy football stardom sit-em. Don't forget to like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you guys are new here. Stardom quarterback this week. Who'd you go with? I went with Mr. Jared Goff going up against the Chargers. This is kind of kind of an easy one for me. Um, why can't I spell Jared Goff? That's crazy. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. Um, this is kind of easy for me. He's playing against a Chargers defense that really can't guard a parked car. And Jared Goff has been pretty solid so far this season. Yeah. I know against the Raiders he didn't do too much. Didn't do too much against Baltimore. But the games where he's kind of had to score points, he's definitely been able to do that. Scored a pretty good chunk against Tampa. Scored a good chunk against Carolina. Atlanta, Seattle, even Kansas City got your 14, which isn't the best, I understand. But he's been pretty solid. He's QB 12 on the year, so I feel like starting him is pretty good. He's he's one of the quarterbacks that's on the, on the fringe range. And playing against a Chargers defense that... <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they're probably one of the worst defenses in football in general. Yeah, so, they're bad. Go ahead and fire up Jared Goff this week, coming off of a bye week, so the team's getting healthier. And they're playing against a Chargers team that can't guard a park car. Yeah, or if Jared Goff is already rostered and you have a Pat Mahomes, Tua, or Jalen Hurts, maybe look at the dabble in this Will Levis on the waivers maybe. I know some league, some guys dropped him after his game last week. But again, he's going up against Tampa Bay, who just allowed 470 passing yards to C.J. Stroud. Now, I'm not sitting here saying Will Levis is going to go throw for 470 yards. Just 450. Some, yeah, some light. He threw 260 against Pittsburgh last week. He didn't score. They didn't. He didn't score a touchdown though, which hurt. Derrick Henry scored the team's touchdown, and they had some field goals. I'm pretty sure if I remember, it was a boring game. I don't even. I don't think I watched the whole game. Uh, um. But, yeah, uh, Tampa Bay's defense just really hasn't been all that. I know their D-line's solid, and you're probably like, oh, the D-line's going to cause problems. Pittsburgh's D-line, who's probably better, didn't really cause all that many problems. They only sacked Will Levis once or twice. So I'm not really looking into it too much. Tampa Bay's given up a lot of passing yards to quarterbacks. They've given up a lot of fantasy points to receivers. They've been kind of solid against the run, which is fine. But I think Will Levis is going to go have a day. He went, I mean, his first start, he lit up Atlanta's defense, who's very good against the pass. Four touchdowns, 240 passing yards. I think we could he could be in for a very similar performance like he did to Atlanta two weeks ago and bounce back from his Pittsburgh game last week. So go ahead and fire up Will Levis if you got a quarterback that's on by. Jumping over to the sit side, first, oh, well, mentioning Trevor Lawrence going up against San Francisco. It's kind of just because he's one of the quarterbacks that's on that fringe range, and this is a pretty bad matchup. He's going up against the San Francisco 49ers defense that's coming off of a bye and acquiring Chase Young. And, I mean, last, the week before the bye, they played against Pittsburgh. He threw for about 300 yards, and he still only put up 15 fantasy points. I mean, it's just the byproduct of this offense, of this system. He's not going to light up the world many weeks. He hasn't had a single game over 20 this season. So, I kind of feel like I'm kicking the dog a little bit. But he's definitely not going to have a game over 20 against San Francisco. 
He's expected 17 points, and he hasn't done that this season. Oh, he did it once. Um, so go ahead and sit him this week against San Fran. You can admit I was right. This might have been kicking the dog for my sit-em quarterback. And it is. But oh I God. know that there's people that are doing it. I know it. And I'm telling you, don't. Do not start Kyler Murray this week. I'm doing it. And a two-quarterback league. Understandable. <laughs> two-quarterback super flex. There's the upside. But That's all I got. I can't believe my brother's in third place. <laughs> But I look at it like this. If you're in a super flex league, like Ryan, and if you have nothing else, because there's a Matt Stafford, (laughs) and you have to, but if it's just a standard one quarterback redraft league, don't do it. You don't know what you're going to get. He hasn't played football since week 10 of last season. Ironic. He's coming back week 10, so about a year. But playing against an Atlanta defense, it's been pretty solid all year. I know they gave up a lot of points to Minnesota, but... It was weird. They they didn't know who they were going to get at quarterback. Josh Dobbs comes in, and that's just an anomaly of a game. But you don't know what you're going to what Kyler you're going to get. Are you going to get a passive Kyler who's very rusty, who hasn't played football in a year, who's not really scrambling and making mistakes because he's rusty and doesn't really have a connection with these guys because he's really only had a week or two, two three weeks of practice, or are you going to get Kyler that's back again like he never left? It's a big gamble, especially redraft league. We got playoffs coming up soon. Big implications on some games. If you have Kyler Murray and you've made it this far without starting him, give it a week or two just to see which Kyler you're going to get. Because let's be honest, the Cardinals team is not very good. So I look at it like that. Don't start Kyler this week. Jumping over to the stardom side. First guy, he's been really bad. Yeah. For fantasy purposes. He's had one good week in the past like six weeks. Is James Cook going up against the Denver Broncos? I think that the Buffalo Bills are kind of struggling on offense right now. They're not really sure. I don't know. They're, they're struggling, if we're being honest. It just is what it is. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, their defense is hurt, but they haven't been the problem necessarily. They haven't been a problem at all, mm-hmm. I don't think. It's really been the offense. I mean, they only scored like seven points against the Giants. Or 14 points against the Giants, but it was a close game the whole entire whatever. Um, and they need to kind of get back on track. I think that the way to do it is through the run game. I know they brought in Leonard Fournette. I'm probably not worried about him this week. Um, so, you know, James Cook is sitting here like, okay, they brought in Leonard Fournette. We're not doing that good on offense. I need to step it up. Yep. We're playing against the Denver Broncos defense on a Monday night. Denver Broncos defense is one of the worst against the run, and they're playing against them on a Monday night under the lights. Everyone's watching. I feel like this is the time where the Bills show up, and if they do, James Cook is going to be involved. So fire him up this week. There's a lot of running backs on by. Um, there's a lot of teams on by in general. Yeah. So yeah, fire I mean, up James Cook. If, if just you. real quick, just to give it perspective, play, notable players on by this week. Mahomes, Pacheco, Kelsey. Hertz, Swift, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard, Tua, Tyreek, Waddle, Mostert, Cup, Puka, Kyron. I know he's yeah, been Yeah, whatever hurt. running back. Yeah. Rams. There's a lot of guys on by this week. And just to help you prove your point even further, I'm almost positive Denver has the worst rushing defense. I said or, that. 
you said one of the worst. I'm pretty sure okay. they are the Bet. worst. Just to help you. <laughs> but speaking of another running back who really has not been all that good this season, Tony Pollard. Start him this week. And it's tough because you did use a first-round, early second-round pick on Tony Pollard. He's only finished inside the top 10 running backs by week once, and it was week one against the Giants. And who are they playing this week? Probably the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> These past two weeks has been tough. He has only scored 13.8 points in the past two weeks. Half-point PPR. Coming off the bye, they've been a little slow. Tony Pollard has a very, very good schedule coming up, too. Potential buy-low candidate. We'll touch on him, guys, more next week. But this is the perfect get-right game for him. I mean, you got a pissed-off Dallas Cowboys. you got Tony Pollard, who really hasn't been doing much. America's Game of the Week. America's team playing on America's Game of the Week. This is a perfect get-right game for Tony Pollard. Extremely positive game script. So... Go ahead and start Tony Pollard this week. I know it's been tough. I mean, I'm in a league where Tony Pollard's sitting on guy's bench this week. Big mistake. Start Tony Pollard. My next running back, this guy's probably a little bit more obvious than my first one. It's Kenneth Walker going up against Washington. The past two weeks, he hasn't been the greatest. That's kind of why I throw him out there. Um, against Cleveland, they struggled. He only had eight carries for 66 yards, which is a good average, but just didn't get the ball much. And then last week against Baltimore, he only had nine carries for 16 yards. And that's partially because they got absolutely destroyed. Now they're going up against a Washington team that didn't have the best defense before. And it just got a lot worse after losing our, their two best players on defense, arguably. Um, and Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Yep. So this defense line is kind of gutted, if we're being honest. And I think that the Seahawks need to get back to playing good football. Geno hasn't looked the best. Um their receivers haven't looked the best, and they have a lot of capital there. And these guys, I think Pete Carroll and these guys know that they need to step it up because that's, if you think about the Seattle Seahawks, you think of the capital that they spent in the wide receiving core, the running back room, and like their corners. Um, they have a lot of capital in the running back room for no reason. And the receiving room, they have arguably the most capital of any team with, you know, three first round draft Tyler Lockett wasn't but you get what I'm saying um Kenneth Walker needs to step it up and I think he does against Washington kind of kicked the dog with this one this guy finishes the RB1 last week (laughs) start Rashad White thanks I know again the Tennessee Titans matchup might scare you that's the reason I said this because you see the Titans against a running back and just automatically before you look into it you're like damn like, that's a tough matchup. Titans are pretty notorious for stopping a run. You're right. But you look at it like this. you got to ride a hot hand one with Rashad White, who's been very involved. It was kind of turned his fantasy season around with RB11 and RB1 finishes the past two weeks. And again, as I alluded to, you see the Titans playing against your running back. You're like, damn. But the Titans have given up 542 rushing yards over the past three weeks. You got to ride the hot hand. I know it's a scary matchup. Again, ride the hot hand. Start Rashad White this week. Jumping over to the sit side. First, I'm just going to group them together. It's the Cleveland Browns running backs going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Who did you have one? I had Hunt just because I didn't. I. Okay, we'll just do this well, one. Well, no, no, I can, I can pivot. I have another right. one. Um, the Cleveland Browns running backs going up against Baltimore. Baltimore's run defense is insane. Jerome Ford is you know, still a little bit banged up. And, I mean, Baltimore just 
beat Seattle by 40. They beat the holy hell out of Seattle. I'm not saying they're going to beat Cleveland by 40, but Deshaun Watson isn't looking the best, and you need to be on your A game against this defense. And I'm not sure the Browns are right now. So sitting Jerome Ford, sitting Kareem Hunt, I'll touch on it later. I'm probably sitting every single Brown. Yeah, and on the contrary, I say sit the Ravens running backs too. I mean, you got to like – I look at it like it's this. It's committee now. Again, Harbaugh came out today, said it's going to be committee. You got two of the best defenses in football, let two of the best run defenses in football. The Browns O-line's banged up, to help your point. And, again, you got a Baltimore Ravens running back committee now with Justice Hill being involved with – Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell getting in there last week, getting in the end zone, and Gus Edwards. Now I know I look at it like this. Gus Edwards just scored six touchdowns in, was it, two, three games now? But he hasn't gone over 70 yards in any of those games. Plus. He had 81 in those games. Okay, he went over 70 yards once <laughs> all season is what it was. My apologies. Correct. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay, I'm Mr. Okay. But... Look at it like this. Gus Edwards had the lowest snap percentage of all three running backs last week. Again, I know he's scoring touchdowns. It's tough. But again, I don't want to have to sit there and watch this game this week that is probably going to be a defensive stalemate and bank and pray and hope for one of these running backs to score a touchdown. That's why I agreed with you to sit the Browns. And that's why I'm saying sit Baltimore. I know earlier in the season when they played, the Ravens won 28-3. But again, Watson didn't play. I know. I mean, Watson's better than P.J. Walker, who they put out there. That might have even been DTR starting. That might have been the game DTR starting. But either way, I'm not saying it's going to make that much of a difference. But I don't see the Ravens coming in here and blowing them out again. I think this is going to be a defensive battle. It's in Baltimore. Defensive stalemate. My next set of running back this week, it's Saquon Barkley going up against Dallas. The only thing good about Saquon for probably the rest of the season is that you know he's going to get the ball a shit ton of times. That is the one thing that we can kind of lock up. Um, in competitive games, that's what's going to happen. Last week against Vegas, I'm pretty sure they got destroyed. Who? Giants. They, yeah. They got obliterated, didn't they? 30-6. to six. So in games that are blowouts, they're probably not going to give it to Saquon a bunch, and that kind of helps my case a little bit because Dallas is 16.5-point favorites, and i got a feeling they beat him by 30. So Barkley isn't going to be involved when this game gets out of hand. And at the same time, this Giants offense, if you're any competent D coordinator, you're going to sit here and be like, I'm going to make Tommy DeVito beat me. And that's what that, I'm, Saquon Barkley's not going to beat me. Yeah. Any competent... Defense coordinator would do that. So, Saquon's a stud. However, the situation that he is in has placed it so he cannot have success this year. So, what we know he's capable of. Yeah, um, and just real quick, just to throw it out there. I know he kind of went, he finishes the RB8 last week. Do not buy into it. Alexander Madison, just... Same situation as yeah. Barkley. Yeah, pretty much. He has two top 10 finishes all year. He's finished around 17, 51, 52. Like, I know Cam Akers banged up, but again, playing against the Saints defense, it's good. Cam I know. Akers is out for the year. Yeah, I know. Okay, That's I was... like, my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> but 
I know he provides a pass-catching upside, but the Saints don't give up points to running backs in the run game or the pass game. I, I know it's hard. He did have a good game last week. Do not buy into it. I'm telling you right now, take it from me. Do not do it. So jumping over to the receiver side, I had to I had to say this guy just so I can, you know, yeah, maybe I was maybe I was onto something. Maybe <laughs> maybe the kid was onto something. Jahan Dotson going up against Seattle. The way I personally envision this game is that Washington's defense is really bad. And in order for the defense to keep it up, they're going to need to score points on offense. I think that Washington has kind of transitioned into a get the younger guys involved type situation. I think that's why we've seen an emergence of Jahan Dotson over the past couple weeks. He missed practice today for personal reasons. Um, just look out for it. It says he's going to return tomorrow. Just you know, do your due diligence and look at it. Yeah. But the past couple weeks, past three weeks, eight targets, ten targets, eight targets. If he gets eight targets a game, that's really good usage. And um, we know he's a good football player. We've seen that for years. I mean, we've yeah. we've seen he was good in Penn State. He's a good. He's a good football player. He just needs to get the ball thrown his way. And if Washington draws that up, like they should. <laughs> And they have been, you should get successful games in fantasy. Yep. My first starting receiver of the week, DeAndre Hopkins of the Tennessee Titans, pairing him up with the stack with Will Levis. Again, Tampa has been very bad against the pass. Carlton Davis has regressed. Jamel Dean sucks again. Finally came back down to earth after his fluke of a season last year. But it's like this. Will Levis is going to throw him the ball. He's got 17 targets over two games. Now, I know he's only got eight receptions to show for it, but on the eight receptions, he has 188 yards and three touchdowns. Again, this is a game with two suspect defenses that could very well turn into a high-flying Baker versus Will Levis matchup that we would all love to see. Yes, we would. (laughs) But I know he only had eight and a half fantasy points last week, half point PPR. Will Levis is going to throw him the ball, though, against a very suspect Tampa Bay Bucks defense. He's the clear-cut number one option, the only playmaker this team really has in the passing game. Start DeAndre Hopkins. If you have Will Levis or he's available, stack them together. Big things are going to happen this week in Tampa Bay. My next start and receiver, it's kind of based on that game, and it might be a little obvious. Mike Evans against Tennessee. Um, I feel like he's kind of been... Uh, he's wide receiver 13 on a year. He's probably start every week if you have him. But in daily fantasy, I would even give him a shot too because of what Anthony mentioned. This game has pretty high potential to be a shootout between these two stud quarterbacks. Yup. And I feel like that's going to happen. Um, Will Levis... Was Will Levis... He's a rookie, right? Yes, he's a rookie. Okay, so he's with C.J. Stroud in there? Yes. Okay. For some reason, I keep putting him with Kenny Pickett's class. I don't know he does seem like one of those guys, just because <laughs> it was Pickett. Because he didn't play Pickett, Corral, season. Willis were, like, yeah. the big three. With, like, Desmond yeah. Ritter. And he was, like, drafted late, yeah. and he didn't play it to start of the season, mm-hmm. so I keep throwing him back it's, there. It's fair. Um, I can see it. <laughs> yes. You know, it's not true. But go ahead and start Mike Evans this week in Daily Fantasy. Give him a shot against a suspect Tennessee defense and secondary. Yeah, I'm also saying to start the Indianapolis Colts receivers going against New England this week. I know it is in Germany. And when these teams have gone oh boy. 
overseas. Take the, the under. Offenses have not been all that. But, again, we saw last week it was a low-scoring game, 21-17 final, I think it was. New England lost. But Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin both ate. Brian Robinson was also involved in the passing game. New England has New England's defense has not been as good as they are with in the secondary. They're banged up. They told J.C. Jackson to stay back, so that helps my case. I know Josh Downs did exit the game early, so if he's injured and if you don't want to take the risk in starting him, because I think it was a knee injury, obviously don't. But if you have Michael Pittman, go ahead and fire him up this week. He was the lone receiver that was healthy there last week that's worth fantasy time. So start Michael Pittman, and if Josh Downs is healthy and off the injury report, go ahead and start him too. He didn't practice. It is the knee, and he didn't practice. Um, jumping over to sit on receivers, <laughs> my two guys, we've mentioned the games already. So probably going to keep them short and sweet. First one is Jordan Addison against New Orleans. Kind of first, we've said it. Um, they're a Vikings team that is now getting thrown in with Josh Dobbs. Who has been balling this season? I get it, and however, we we don't know what to expect. We don't know if what he's been doing is real, and that's going to be tested this week against New Orleans. New Orleans defense has been studs. Um, Marcus Lattimore or Marshawn Lattimore. I don't know why I keep that most now. I think I get him confused with Marcus Williams, but Marshawn Lattimore. He's with, in Baltimore now, right? Yeah, but he was a Saint, and yeah. I like. Um. So Marshawn Lattimore, the Honey Badger, Marcus May, who I'm not sure how much he is involved in that secondary. He was a dog in New uh, New Jersey. With the <laughs> it's a and seven then, Jets. Uh, Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo. Adebo. Yeah, he was player of the week last week. So. That dude cannot play man coverage to save his life, though. But he God. gets picks. <laughs> he cannot play. I'll tell you what. Watching him play man coverage, he is a liability. It's like borderline. It's criminal. Well, having him play man coverage. I'm still sitting Jordan Addison because I don't trust his Vikings offense. I'm also sitting DJ Moore. Wow. Who hasn't gone over 55 yards in four games straight. Playing against a Carolina defense that's been very good against outside receivers this year since they moved Jeremy Chin to corner. Yeah, I'm also sitting Amari Cooper against Baltimore. He didn't nice. do anything the first time. I understand it was with P.J. Walker or DTR. I'm almost positive it was DTR. I don't really know if it matters because... It doesn't. Deshaun Watson hasn't looked the best. I heard... I saw Deshaun Watson look good on deep balls, but he looked horrible in intermediate routes, which is really funny. And, like, there's actually a video of it of all the deep balls look good and all the short... Whatever. But I'm still sitting Amari Cooper against his good Baltimore defense. Literally sit anyone in this game except Lamar and Mark Andrews because you have to start them. Yes, Mark Andrews ate against him the first time. He had 20, yep. 20 points in a standard. League. And you're also sitting Gabe Davis. <laughs> we saw God. two week, We saw two week, Two weeks ago, Gabe Davis went off. When Stefan Diggs went off, and when Dalton Kincaid went off. I have a love hate relationship with this guy. We saw it two weeks ago. All three of them ate. But again, you got to look at it as you touched on earlier with James Cook. This is the week they've been trying to get the run game going. They haven't been able to. James Cook has. It's been weird. With, the, with Stephon Diggs being the alpha he is, with the emergence of Don Kincaid, who's been eating up a lot of targets, we saw they went down, they started losing to Cincy, and who was who was Josh Allen throwing a ball to? But, but primetime Gabe, he had four touchdowns that one game, primetime. Okay, anyways. 
Josh Allen, when he's getting down, when they're getting down, and if it gets to down to the nitty gritty, he's throwing the ball to his boys, Stephon Diggs and Dog Kincaid. They're gonna use James Cook this week. It's a bad, 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 horrible Broncos defense, especially against the run. Gabe Davis is the op man out. He only had two targets last week. Sit Gabe Davis. With that being said, thank you guys for watching and listening. Drop us any questions, comments, whatever you guys got. We will get back to you, I promise, and we'll see you guys next time. See you. Peace. Technically, we will see you next Tuesday.